Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, and this is the final episode of the Top of the Week podcast for this semester. I'm Laurel Deppin. And I'm Rebecca Alvey. Today's top stories include WKU's new budget model, an update on the Title IX report, the last student in the Earth-space concentration, and some great tips on staying productive this winter break. WKU will implement a new budget model in an attempt to alleviate university debt and aid in student enrollment, which dropped by 4% this year. Resource Allocation and Management Planning, or RAMP, is a decentralized budget model developed for WKU by Huron Consulting Group, who has used the model at universities such as University of North Dakota and Temple University. With the declining enrollment, Provost Terry Ballman said there is a declining revenue which caused budget cuts. She explained RAMP will help WKU return to a cycle of growth. A space advisory committee was added to RAMP. The committee will organize the new space management plan, which includes academic programs renting classroom space, meaning classes typically offered in Sherry Hall could be offered at Gary Ransdell Hall in the future. The Earth Space Concentration will no longer be offered at WKU after the last student in the program graduates in May. A WKU SkyTeach senior, Olivia Santangelo, was the first science education major at WKU to take the concentration in nearly a decade. Santangelo argued earth science is very important and relevant because of ongoing debates over climate change. The concentration joins other majors and departments which are cutting down due to low enrollment. Earlier this year, the Modern Languages Department announced the French major would no longer be offered after 2021. A report from WKU's Title IX committee has not been finalized despite Caboni promising to have it complete by October. Caponi announced a review of the Office of Equal Employment Opportunity, the Title IX office, and the Office of Student Conduct following reports of former student body president Andy Dahmer being harassed. The committee presented a draft of its investigation to Caboni in August, and Caboni said the draft would be finalized by October in a meeting with the Herald Editorial Board. WKU Director of Public Relations Bob Skipper said he suspected the report was not finalized due to the new federal Title IX regulations, which are still being completed, but he couldn't confirm that or speak about any other information relating to the investigation. According to a Bowling Green Daily News article, committee members signed a confidentiality agreement and could not speak about the findings. One Bowling Green band has just released an album that has a meaning that goes beyond the lyrics. Here to discuss is Herald Features reporter Griffin Fletcher. Griffin, thanks for being here. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? So tell me about your experience um, hanging out with and learning from Waco Bell. Well, um... It was pretty cool. I know that's kind of basic, but it's just interesting, I think, being able to, you know, kind of meet those people who you might see on stage on any certain weekend or at at a, maybe not a festival, but just any occasion. I think it's really cool to maybe not just meet the community, but meet the people behind what keeps the community going. So they just released an album called Black Matters. What, what, it, what does that mean for them? Well, interesting enough, uh, their lead singer, well, he, he raps. His name's Ruben Bynes, and he, he's actually a black artist in Bowling Green, which I think's kind of unusual, uh, at least from the shows I've been to. But, you know... For him, Black Matters means a way for him to express himself and a way for him to kind of acknowledge maybe some of the injustices that have been taking place within the United States recently 
and in his own personal life as well. Interesting enough, Black Matters started with a song called Heartbroken almost immediately after the 2016 presidential election. And there are certain lyrics in there that relate almost exactly to to what took place and his opinion on that. So tell us about their recording process. Well, I think this is one of the coolest parts about the story. The, uh, the keyboardist in the band, keyboardist and percussionist, he's also the producer. And funny enough, he has a studio. And if you read the article that, I, that was in the paper today, uh, you would have seen this, but I think it was really cool. The little studio he has is actually in this backyard of his property, and it used to serve as a carriage house, which literally means it held horses. So I think that's almost crazy. But in 2012, he renovated the space, turned it into a studio with all kinds of different equipment everywhere. Uh, It it was just super cool for me to see. But they actually self-record. And uh, again, interesting enough, all the recording they did for Black Matters took place over the span of around two years, they were telling me, whether that be writing songs, getting them getting them recorded, doing special edits and mix and stuff. It it was kind of fascinating, I thought. And even more interesting, prior to um, or around when the space was built, the member who whose space it is, he and another member in the band, one of them being Scott Gardner, the percussionist I mentioned, the other being Lee Williams, the band's bassist, they were in another Bowling Green band called Sleeper Agent. Uh, and if anybody knows about Sleeper Agent, they were around the same time as Cage the Elephant were a really, really kind of poppin' Bowling Green band. So for them to be doing this project now, it's it's kind of interesting to see how things go for full, sorry about that, full circle. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your insight. Hey, thanks for having me, seriously. So today we're here with Emma Austin, um, print managing editor over at The Herald. Welcome, Emma. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. So what are you going to share with us today? Well, um, I am here to talk about how to have a productive winter break. Because as as we all know, WKU has some very long winter breaks, like six weeks or something. So it's a lot of time to get stuff done. Um, I just want to put a quick disclaimer out there. Um, I'm not here to talk to you as an expert in this area, as I have never had a productive break myself, but I am talking from a place of empathy, as I am in the same boat as any of you who saw the description of this week's episode and said, I want to know how to have a productive break. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, nice. I'm excited to learn. So tell us what you found. All right. So, um... I just, I'm going to share some quick tips I learned this afternoon after a quick perusal of the internet. Um, So I found this blog post with some ideas. Uh, The blog is by Daniel Wong, best-selling author of The Happy Student, Five Steps to Academic Fulfillment and Success. And he has a list of 40 productive things to do during the school holidays, and I have selected a few of my favorites to share with you guys. So his first suggestion is to reflect on the semester gone by and then set goals for the coming semester. He says you can take out a piece of paper and answer these three questions. First, what did I do well in the past semester? What did I not do so well in the past semester? And what will I do differently in the coming semester? 
How would you guys answer those questions? Laurel, what did you do well or not so well this semester? Well, um, we started this podcast this semester, so I'm thinking that's kind of cool. Yeah. Dang it, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, you guys have been great. I love top of the week every week. You can always count on it. it I'm glad gets better that and better. our biggest fan is here to join <laughs> us and hype us up. Me too. How about you, Rebecca? Oh... How would you reflect on the past semester? Would you do anything differently, differently <laughs> next I, semester? I will not take 18 hours again. <laughs> Big oh. mistake. <laughs> Good call. Me either. And no class during production on Mondays, right? Oh, true. Very <laughs> true. That was always a rough time. Okay. Um, now, another productive thing David Wong says you can do is build or fix something. Like, uh, just throwing this out there, maybe you could build your own canoe or an entertainment center. These are the skills that will come in handy after graduation when you find out a college degree is no guarantee for a successful career. Yes, if journalism doesn't work out, I'm just going to start a canoe building business. Yep. Wow, that sounds like the dream. Um, another productive way to spend your time, according to David Wong, is increasing your typing speed. <laughs> So if over the break you find yourself moving from one worthless task to the next, stop and get on your computer and type in the URL typing.com and get to work. So how's your all's typing speed? I mean, I thought mine was good until David Wong made me question it. Not going to lie, in middle school, I was way too competitive about that. <laughs> do you know how many words you can do per minute? Uh, no. I have no idea. Yeah. I took a test a few weeks ago just for fun, probably to avoid homework or something, but I can't remember what I got. I want to say around 70. Not very impressive. Oh, I, I thought that was decent. Oh, thanks. So on a more serious note, it's always a good idea to update your resume during the break when you're not swamped with classwork. Um, you could also catch up on reading if you have any books that you've been wanting to read for fun. Or, you know, if you just don't know what to do, you could just brainstorm ways to be, to be productive. And that's productive, like, twofold. <laughs> Tenfold. <laughs> well, awesome, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. It's always a blast. <laughs> and thank you to all our loyal listeners who um, stuck with us this semester. Yeah, and we'll be back next semester with more news and more guests and more information for you guys. Yeah, woo <laughs> This has been a Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. Until next semester, check out Revolution 91.7's other podcasts, The Revolution Solution and Nickel and Dime. Have a great week.